Napoleon. So excited to have you on. Leanne Babcock is a transformational coach working with individuals and is currently based in Toronto, Canada. She is a speaker and author of two books. So you mentioned to me before we started taping that you've been doing some thinking around this. You know, the first thing is that we're dealing with this pandemic before all of this hit. You know, it was like the future was certain in some way. You know, it was just going to be there. The reality actually is that... Life is unknowable. It's always been that way. Mm -hmm. And we just created this illusion of certainty. Now, all of a sudden, it's like, holy heck, you know, everything's unknown. By the end of the day, the day is different. Life is different from how it was in the morning. Mm -hmm. And we're faced with, geez, how do I deal with the unknowable? How do I deal with being so uncertain? So how do you ground when the illusion is cast aside? Yeah, the first thing is to be clear about what we do know. It's a beautiful journey because it actually brings me back to myself. Because if we've been looking outside ourselves for this certainty, if we've been looking outside at our, at our mate or at our family or at our job to give us this certainty in life, and it's just kind of shaken up out there, then it's like, what is the only thing that I can be certain about? And the only thing that I can really be certain about is me and is who I am and is who am I being in this moment and in this world and in my life. It's kind of like this this beautiful invitation to be self-reflective, to come back to yourself, to put routines in place, to take care of yourself. We want to create certainty around us. We want to know, right? Mm -hmm. But that's the problem in searching for the knowing, and particularly in searching for the knowing outside ourselves. We preoccupy our minds with trying to know and figure out. Because actually the knowing can only happen afterwards, if you think about it. How can we ever be certain about something? We can never be certain about something in the next moment. Never. Mm-hmm. We can only be certain in retrospect as you look behind you and you go, well, I'm certain that that happened. Yeah, the only me. thing that we can be certain about or know is who we are. This is all really relevant to aging because as we age and enter different phases of our lives, a lot of assumptions that we had previously go away. Our identity as a lawyer or a mother or whatever it was that we did may go away. And so then who am I? And now I have to move. And things change all the time. And I think this bringing back to ourselves, to our true selves, is the core of it. Yes. Yes. As I say, this, this is just a real gift. Uh, you know, this time. And, um, you know, like I remember being in my in my 20s and thinking, oh, I've got time. It doesn't matter, you know, what I do. I can wait. And then in my 30s, I killed it. You know, mm-hmm. like I started at my first business and, you know, I was really successful in that. And in my 40s, I felt on top of the world and I was invincible. And then in my 50s, <laughs> you know, I started to feel old. And, you know, whatever it was, you know, maybe those first wrinkles or the menopause and, you know, the muscles not holding together like they used to. And, you know, men looking at the younger woman standing beside me, you know, Mm -hmm. instead of me, Mm -hmm. you know. And it's been like, you know, like in my 50s, like a second adolescence, you know, sort of like hormones all over the place and, you know, body parts not doing what I want them to do. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And, you know, that lack of confidence that, you know, that kind of hit at that time. But what I'm finding 
is that this period of my life, uh, you know, it's like this is where the juice and the power is because as we get older, we become more naked. And, and I mean naked from a lot of the things that society considered as important. We no longer have the facade or the youthful body that we could hide who we are behind. Oh, okay. It kind of didn't matter if I was you know, really feeling fulfilled and really doing what I wanted to in life. And because I could kind of hide behind the usefulness of, well, everyone else thinks I'm okay. Inside was all the insecurity. But what I'm finding is in my 50s now is that all of that falls away or is falling away. (laughs) And what I'm left with is who am I? And as I claim who I am, as I've gone through the marriage, the divorce, and the jobs, and the business, we've learned, we've observed, we've reflected, and we've gone inside to listen to our own deep inner knowing. And we are wise. Mm-hmm. We claim who we are, and as we step into that, because that in itself is a whole, you know, friggin' journey. But it's in that wisdom and the claiming of ourselves right here and now that we are beautiful, that we are stunningly gorgeous in a way that no young person can ever be. You know, I've got no desire to be 20 or 30 again. None. Mm-hmm. My clients, I work mostly with women, and they come to me for, you know, a lot of things. But two things really stand out. They want to feel fulfilled and at peace. Have I really lived? Have I really done what's in my heart that I want to do. You know, the other thing that that stands out too is that the clients know that they're playing small, holding back. They know they've got a lot more. They've been spending their lives pleasing other people, making sure that people are taken care of. And, you know, it's like my time and they want to live more of their potential and who they are. This is this beautiful, beautiful gifted time of really creating a legacy by simply being who we are truly are mm-hmm. so when they come to you and express these desires how do you guide them the work I do is is uh, transformational coaching and I have a program that's like a, a boot camp to set your soul free to set yourself free because what's in the way of us not feeling fulfilled not feeling at peace now we're holding ourselves back because We're not believing in ourselves. All that means is that, you know, we've got these limiting thoughts that believe something else about ourselves. Who do I think I am anyway, right? I'm not smart. What do I have to offer? Or I'm not good enough, that one. Or money doesn't grow on trees. Or I'm too old. These thoughts, you know, I mean, we put them there. Or other people might have put them there, but we bought into it. And so we're we're believing our past programming instead of trusting and believing in our true selves. Exactly. Okay. That's right. And so my program is designed to free ourselves, like totally. I mean, you can delete those thoughts. You can dissolve them. You can disappear them. Our brains are so malleable. I mean, there's just so much scientific proof right now. Nobody's hardwired. It just may be that you're not ready to live the life you want now. But that really is the question. You're like, are you ready? Mm Mm-hmm. About three years ago, I was living in New Zealand. I'd been living there for 29 years. I'd worked hard to establish my business. I had a lovely home. I had so many friends. But I kept having this thought, maybe I should go back to Canada. Go back to Canada. And And it kept coming up in my dreams. 
So it kind of plagued me because when that thought was coming up, I'm like, I don't think so. I'm in my 50s. Why would I leave, first of all, what I love, right? And if I come to a whole brand new country and I've been self-employed forever, uh, I've got to start up a business all over again. And I'm too old. You know, like, who's going to want me now? As I thought about it and I just reflected, like, why is this thought coming? And I actually realized, Sharon, and it was something I didn't even want to face is that I was actually deeply unfulfilled. You know, you'd think, gosh, you know, like I teach this stuff. You'd think I built my business so that it fulfills me. I had got myself to a place where I was just really comfortable. But the truth, honestly, is that how long was that comfort going to be comfortable if what was really going on inside was this deep feeling of I am not fulfilled and I know I'm holding back and is this what I've come to do and is this how I want to live the rest of my life? I knew that the feeling of sadness and despair would just get bigger as I tried to hang on to comfort. So I decided I was going to go see a healer. He lived four hours away. I'd never met the guy. And I went there and I told the universe on the way, having a wee chat, <laughs> I said, okay, here's how it's going to go. If I'm supposed to go back to Canada, then have it come through that guy. Really clear. I don't want to, I don't want it symbolic, but I kind of, kind of wonder, is that what you meant or not? You know, <laughs> I want it unquestionable. The healing session was wonderful. Lovely man, I didn't tell him anything about me. And I'm just about to leave. I'm putting on my sweater. And he says to me, oh, just one more thing. You're going to be moving back to Canada. <laughs> I just froze. So, you know, when I got back home, and I have to say I still struggled with it, there was a part of me who knew, yeah, okay, that's, that's a step to take you know, into fulfilling more of who I am. And uh, honestly, I was just, I was terrified. Finally, I asked myself that question. How do you want to live the rest of your life? Hanging on because you're afraid. And it was that moment I went, okay, I'm going. And I put my house on the market. It sold in three weeks. And it sold for the highest price of that kind of house in the area. And not only that, get this. The guy who bought my house bought all my furniture. I literally could walk out. I bought my ticket, and I came, and I arrived in Canada here two and a half years ago. I can hear people thinking, <laughs> yeah, but Leanne's really lucky, or Leanne has some magic in her life that I don't have. And what would you say to that? <laughs> um, I, that we're always comparing ourselves with other people, and that... Uh, we'll all, like, you know, they've got more money. They're more beautiful. They're more useful. They've got more family. Um, they've got kids. They've got a husband. We'll always find something that someone else has that has them have advantage, and it's an excuse to not step into who you really are. All that's there is fear. Honestly, I could hear story after story after story of how insecure <laughs> and neurotic I am. <laughs> and if I can do it, honestly, anybody can. <laughs> I, I love in your book, Real and Wild You, you say it, you have a section called Be With the Journey. And quote, as I relax, my mind has space to be creative and resourceful. I let go of catastrophizing and thinking what I might have done differently and instead realize that I am exactly where I should be because this is where I am. This allows me to be present to my current situation and consider the opportunities before me, end quote. Love that. And that's exactly where we are right now. 
I had this whole business plan, right, for this year. Mm-hmm. And it's like, well, okay. And just, you know, throw it out the window and, you know, be with what is. And I'm so excited because new opportunities are showing up that I hadn't even thought about. Mm-hmm. In times like this, people can thrive. We really can. And we got to let go of all the catastrophizing because that is what spins us out. That is what, you know, takes our minds into places that are really unhelpful because none of it has, none of it's happened. None of it's true. You know, it's just the mind afraid of the future. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we're trying to desperately create certainty. I had this limiting belief that I wasn't the one. Like, I, I wasn't, I was, I'm not the one, right? If I'm in a relationship, I'm just a fill-in girlfriend. Until he meets the, the real one. Mm-hmm. Like, if, even at, it's at a subconscious level, too. I would even attract them who guys who didn't want me or who weren't available. And there was something that was, because it was so familiar, a place for me to be in, it was even kind of comforting in a weird way, mm-hmm. um, because I could, I could keep that limiting belief in place. I, I had certainty. I knew where this was going to go. I knew we were going to split up, and I could be certain about that. Yeah. That's how the mind goes to create certainty. So I invite everybody and in this moment to actually pay attention to how you're relating with uncertainty. You know, because what's going to show up are the limiting thoughts you have that have always been there, and they're in your way from being happy, peaceful, loving, and, and having a relationship you want, the job you want, the life you want. And those are the relation, those are the limiting thoughts to actually, you know, go to work at and to heal, you know? So now I'm in this loving relationship. This man totally loves, adores me. I love him. And, you know, can I say that my limiting belief has been confronted yes i can can i say that i've done work with that oh yes you bet baby because <laughs> i'm in i am in and that's a really confronting and scary place to be for me and i'm just so embracing it and loving it and feel so happy and excited inside of it also in the book you point out quote you may be breaking habits you have practiced a long time making one small improvement is a feat end quote even if we're not contemplating a move halfway around the world it's good to practice even before we think we may need change how can you begin to break down the habits and to ground into self yes well uh one step at a time. <laughs> so, uh, firstly, is to acknowledge that there is no magic wand. It isn't a matter of, oh, I'm just going to read that one book, or I'm just going to take that one course, and they're going to fix me. And it's like, no. Firstly, in strengthening your own inner will to make a new choice. So consider that these limiting thoughts have created grooves in our brain. Any habit we practice, it happens automatically. Like, we have thoughts without us even being conscious about it. Like, our brain can do the thinking without us. But it's good to bring consciousness to that. So, you want to develop your will to make new choices. And then to bring consciousness to those thoughts. So, I would recommend just choose one thought, first of all. Okay. Catch one limit, one limiting thought. Write it down, and then what you want to do is be a real detective and looking for that thought. Uh, bring out your flashlight. You're looking in your brain in the attic, and just notice every time that thought comes up. Like, just notice it. Okay. Uh, bring awareness to it. Don't try and change it right away. Just notice it. And then notice also its impact on your life. Some of these limiting thoughts, we created them when we were little. Most of them, even before the age of seven, according to a lot of research, to some degree, they worked for us back then. 
which exactly. doesn't mean that they're working for us now. Exactly. They, they protected us. And so, you know, it's the four-year-old you who decided that pleasing other people, if she pleased other people, that's how she got her needs met. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, like when you're four years old, that makes so much sense. And it's a strategy, you know, because we're intelligent, we're smart. But what happened is that thought then, it becomes, uh, you know, part of our programming and it becomes unquestioned. And so, you know, here we are, adults and, you know, wise and intelligent, and we're still going around with, you know, thinking we've got to please other people. Mm -hmm. You know, let's just say if you disappeared that thought, um, you know, of I have to please other people, you then would have to face something that you don't have to face while you still have that thought. So if you're busy thinking I have to please people and you do things to please people and you keep the peace and make sure everybody's happy... Then if you disappear that and you stop doing the things that you did to please other people and, you know, you start making, you know, different choices, probably more around taking care of your own needs, well, 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 you might have some upset people in your life. Mm -hmm. So you may have vested interest in holding on to it. But it's a matter of now, as a wise and, uh, you know, beautiful, uh, strong being, you have inner resources that can deal with that. And so what inner resources can you count on as you disappear that thought, as you make new choices? So firstly, the more that you shine the light on it, the more that you see the light and you become conscious to how often that thought is played out, the impacts on your life, you begin desiring to choose something new. You're helping yourself to let go of what's being protecting you. You're making it safe for yourself to let go of what's protecting you as you get present to the impacts and then it's like okay what are the resources I have that can deal with this I can count on my confidence I can count on my compassion I can count on you know that I'm wise that I'll make the right choices I can count on you know my own independence and trust that other people have their journey and they need to learn their own lessons Mm -hmm. so you know it's bit by bit and then as you notice a thought come up you, you might notice that you have different choices you'll start to get present Because when you bring yourself so conscious to what you've been doing unconsciously, the new choice actually becomes available. Mm. Leanne, you talk a lot about developing intuition. And there's a story in your book about you climbed up on a large red rock in Sedona. And you couldn't figure out how to get back down. And a storm was coming. And you said, head, you are offline. Body, get me down. I loved that. Can you talk some more about developing intuition? Which I, I, When you speak of intuition, are you talking about our inner wisdom? Yes. Okay. Yes. Our intuition is a, a natural part of us. Every one of us is intuitive. It's like plumbing, really. It's the pipelines to tune into the energy that is around us. Science tells us that we have energy flowing through our body. They can take pictures of it now. It's flowing around the earth. It's flowing in the atmosphere. It's flowing in the cosmos. Mm. That uh, It's like this web of energy that connects everything. Kind of like a spider on a web. We, uh, as humans, have the ability, whether we've developed it or not, Uh, We have the ability to sense the energy that is flowing in, around, and through us. In all of my work, work with people to help them. Work with what I call your own inner wisdom. So we have body wisdom, which is listening to your inner body. Different parts of our body 
uh, has, you know, have things to communicate and it's, it's magic, but that's only part of it. We have also our intuition and our instincts. So I call this our own uh, deep inner wisdom. The more we tap into it, the more we're listening to not only the reality of the environment going on around us, but also the inner environment in our bodies. We feel more grounded, and this is actually where we feel more certain and more clear about life and and that feeling of deep fulfillment in Mm -hmm. life. Mm -hmm. Yeah, whatever it is that has been really important for them, that they wanted, they've got it. So they've started that business or they've lost that weight. And that's working with your own deep inner wisdom because it's got, you know, like you've got your back. And and mm. do you, and do you think part of it is when we set that intention, we're clearing out the old stuff that was blocking us. And then also what we're doing is we're attuning our sensors to the environment, to the energy around us, so that we see the opportunities around us that maybe we would have been so busy and so noisy before we would have missed. That's beautiful. That's just, you know, it's so beautifully put. Yeah. You hold this vision of something and you're so aligned with it because that's the other thing. Like I've got clients who, like, they set themselves a goal. You know, like, like losing weight, let's just say, and being fit and healthy, and but they, they're just not motivated. Like They don't take the action, so they keep sabotaging themselves. Mm-hmm. Well, that's because there's not inner alignment. That's because they're not actually yes. really listening to their own inner wisdom. So it's only when they're listening to their inner wisdom that they're going to fulfill on what it is they want. So you hold that vision, and then what's going to happen is all the stuff in the way of you getting there, all the limiting thoughts, that you've got that, you know, say you can't, you're not, that it's got to come up. Because when you hold that vision, it's got a higher frequency. If you raise your frequency to align with that, anything that isn't at that same frequency, it has to show up. It has to pop up and basically just on its way out because it wants to be set free. And that's what the transformation work's all about. It's like, okay, so just, you know, clear all the pollution that's in the way of this beautiful crystal clear pool uh, that you are, and you're there. You keep imagining and holding that vision, and the pollution just clears. Spot on. I, I think of when I wanted to lose weight. I was more than 40 pounds above where I am now, and I couldn't lose it. And the reason was is I hadn't identified that the reason I was holding the weight was to protect myself. I wanted to stay loyal in my marriage at the time, and I didn't want to attract in other men. So until I got out of the marriage and got clear about who I was, and as soon as I did... The way it just kind of dissolved away. I mean, I was exercising and eating right, but I was doing that before. I mean, you know, it just kind of dissolved away. So yes. I absolutely hear what you're saying. That is beautiful. And it's such a beautiful example and so inspiring. And the more we share our stories, the more uh, hope that we spread and, and clarity for other people to raise their consciousness, to open themselves to what's possible and begin the journey of living a fulfilling life. It doesn't have to be this huge, overwhelming task that you're taking on. Just do it one thing at a time. Just becoming aware of our old habits and how we're blocking ourselves. Just start there. Yes. I know. And to have compassion for ourselves. When we do transformation work particularly, but also, you know, just I think really the journey of life is the greatest thing that we could do would be to have love and compassion for ourselves. As women, we are the nurturers. And when we nurture and our cup isn't full, 
It's like trying to drive your car on empty, and we run it down that much quicker, and mm-hmm. it's abusive. The journey really is in loving ourselves and having compassion for ourselves as we pioneer this, this new life, really. And I think that is, it is such worthy, worthy work, because as long as we keep this old pattern in place, we will always self-sabotage. Because we won't let ourselves have what it is we truly want in our heart, as long as the wounding is still there. Well, thank you for all of this. Is there anything else around aging, Leanne, that you'd like to share with us? Yes. That we are never too old. And consider that even that thought that I'm too old, it's the limiting thought that still has us comparing with our youth and hanging on to whatever it is that if we had that, then we would. And it's like, no, we did have that and we didn't. Or we did, and there's something else we want to do. And the more that we can be with this moment right now, to be with the beauty that you are right now, but the wisdom that you have right now. And so, you know, maybe our bodies are a bit slower. Maybe they're not as flexible. Maybe, you know, um, our energies have changed. And they are what they are right now. And this is the time to rise. This is the time for the elders to step into the grace and the beauty and the wisdom that we hold. It's not too late to start a business. It's not too late to go on that road trip. It's not too late. Grab it, that opportunity. Your life is right now. I don't know. I just keep coming back to how do I want to live the rest of my life? And how do I want to live moment by moment by moment? Mm. And so it's not about you know, pretending I'm 30 and 40 again and having that energy. It's like, you know, I had that then. I don't even want that now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, yeah. It's like I'm, I move at a different pace now, and it, it's, it's really okay. I'm not too old. I am who I am. Actually, there's no, there isn't too old. There isn't too anything. <gasps> yeah. Leanne, thank you, thank you, <laughs> yeah. thank you. I was just going to say, from this conversation here, what's one message you want to leave people with from what we've been talking about? Um, From our conversation, I would say that there's always hope and that we are always there. I just have to allow myself to be present. And when I do, anything is possible. Mm, I love that. Thank you. I love that. When I allow myself to be present, anything is possible. Thank you for that, Leanne. Mm, Thank you. I had reached out to Leanne to be on the podcast when I was impressed with her posts on a Facebook page called The Defiant Crone. So at the appointed time, I called her and I apologized and said, I'm very sorry, I don't feel on top of my game. And the reason was because I just had a very emotional conversation with my partner as we are staying safe at home. He had snuck out to one of the large hardware stores um, without telling me because he knew that I wouldn't want him to go. So we'd had this conversation and when I told her, she said, oh, well, that's fine. It's actually next week. So I was like, yes, good. Thank you. And then she said, and would you like to talk about it? And had this 20 minute coaching session with me just so generously and asked incredibly reflective and insightful questions. And it just, that captures who Luhan is. And I think so does this podcast. So I thank her very much for being on it. I thank you for listening. 
and I hope you'll join us next time. And that's the thing about aging.